everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with someone else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. For that to happen, it takes two things. We have to keep giving you guys really good content, and you have to help share our valuable message. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own company, please do us a favor and drop a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Are we live? We're live. <laughs> this is where you say Mitch, and this is where I say Dave. Mitch, what's up, buddy? It's it's another day. <laughs> it's another day. It's a Tuesday, and I was not in a shit-filled ditch before this show, so that is like the first time in six or eight recordings that that hasn't happened. You know, it's weird because it still smells like shit in here. I just thought it was you. No. No? No. Nope. Not you. It's just the nature of a plumber. The nature. <laughs> you just constantly, just, constantly just, <laughs> just putting off a poop it's smell. An, it's a new cologne <laughs> coming out. Mitch Smedley, master poopsmith. Odour, day drain pipe. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. So, yep, what'd yep. you do today? Then just hang out. Yeah, yeah, just uh, hung out. That's the first time in a long time. I bet you just like. Didn't yep. have to every once in a while the schedule blesses us with a slow day and we take full advantage of it. So full Not, advantage. Badminton yeah. in the in the front yard. No, three it or was, four beers. We, or? we we installed a sink in the shop today and uh, we did a little bit of upkeep on some of the trucks. I love badminton. So it's a great leisurely beer in hand activity. Yeah, I got a couple more steps before we can really enjoy the shop. We got to get. Uh, I got to get a mini fridge there. I don't have a oh, way yeah. to keep beverages yeah. cold. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. And I got to get a barbecue grill there. Get your guys some beer before they got to drive home. Yeah. In your work truck. Yeah. Business well, 101, don't do that. <laughs> Once we get a fridge and a barbecue grill there, then we can really start enjoying slow Then you days. have Coca-Colas and cheeseburgers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Next thing you know, you know what you need is a ping pong table or foosball table in there. I don't got the space for that. Sure you do. Everyone parks outside, put the wheel of the table out. They fold up. Yeah. Right true. against the wall, man. True, true. Give those guys something to do. We'll put know? a workout facility in there. Give those guys something to do. Lift some fucking weights. Yeah. Oh, we tough. <laughs> Not about being tough. <laughs> about being disciplined. Ah. All right, so for... Uh, what are we talking about? For those that are new to the show... What are we doing? Um, we've got a couple of different styles of shows. We have some core episode shows where we go over uh, six core adversities that you will need to overcome if you expect to be successful in your business venture. Um, those core episodes are episodes one through nine. So go back and, and whatever platform you're listening on, go back and find episodes one through nine and listen to those in order. We basically give you a blueprint for exactly how to start your business. Um, after that, we have some general business shows where we talk about some general business topics. We have some guest shows where we bring on guests that have also started their own company, and we'll talk about some successes and failures that they experienced when they started their company. 
Um, we have some Q&A shows where people will email us questions and we answer them. Um, the, if you would like to email us questions, uh, the email is askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. And you can send those to us. Uh, we will always reply to your email. And if your questions are good enough um, or they haven't been questions that we've been asked before, then we might even make a show about them. So um, you can also email us that if you just want to give us you know, a heads up or a hey or a howdy or hey, I'm listening from Yeah, if you want to tell us we're fucking jack-offs, you can do that too. We'll yeah. read them and we'll probably put them on the air. Yeah, yeah. We can read I your hate mail. say on the air like we're on the fucking radio or right, something. Right, right. On read, the podcast. We'll, we'll read your hate mail. Yeah, we read so, it. We don't care. Um, we also have a uh, another style of show mm-hmm. called Beyond the Void, and this is where we let the business stuff take... Um, a little bit of a rest, and we talk about some more current social and political issues that are going on. Uh, that is what this show is today. Today is a Beyond the Void <laughs> show, and it is called Unpolitically Incorrect. The PCBS. The Politically Correct Bullshit, as Dave likes to say. Uh, yeah, it's the PCBS. Yeah. I so, like it. The uh, basic foundational principles for this show are the fact that politically correctness is ruining this country. And uh, politically correct was an idea created by the extreme political parties on the left, and they are using it to make you feel shameful for speaking honest truth in, they're doing it under the disguise of, air quotes, political correctness, right? Um, politically cor- political correctness is the reason why you haven't seen good comedy in a long time. Politically correctness or political correctness is why you can laugh your ass off at a George Carlin comedy bit from the 60s and from the 70s and from the 80s. But you can immediately go, oh, man, can you imagine if they tried to say that today? Like, what would happen? That's the politically correct bullshit that we're talking about. Comedians (laughs) are a great example of it because old school comedians defied political correctness day in and day out. They defied it two shows a night, five days a week, all year long. Yeah. And it's part of what used to make this country amazing, and now all of a sudden we're afraid to talk about it. Yeah. You know what drives me insane is, so all the comedians, they would make fun of the presidents no matter what. It didn't matter what side they were on. Okay? They made fun of them. They made fun of Clinton for being a womanizer, you know? And they were all buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw Adam Carolla the other day. He said... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this right. He said Joe Biden's teleprompter has the worst case of Asperger's disease I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I mean, I laughed so hard. Yeah. I mean, my stomach hurt. I mean, I was laughing so hard. But it's like, why? I don't understand. Why are they so afraid? Yeah. All the time. Is it because of the political correctness, or is it because of wokeness? And they're afraid that they're gonna get canceled and not be able to be out there anymore. I mean, what is it? 
I it's taken a huge nosedive. I know yeah. that. Well, it's because SNL sucks so bad now that you can't even watch it. It's right? Like, what happened? Right. It, it used to like SNL is a great example. They used to mo- uh, you know crack jokes at the president no matter who was in office, yeah. Republican Democrat. It didn't matter. Yeah. They were cracking jokes at the president. Right. Um, and, and that may not be so much not to interrupt you, but I'm gonna for all the guys that send us those emails. Um, I completely lost track. Oh, uh, <laughs> look, look at that. Oh, see, here comes an email. Interrupted yep. me for no reason. Here comes an email. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not politically correctness. That's just, they're no, just scared to death. That, that's, well, that's what it used to be, right? Yeah. It, it used to be that way. Um, and, and now, all of a sudden, um, under the disguise or under the false pretenses of political correctness, we... We were perfectly okay of making fun of Trump for saying whatever he wanted to say, but then now all of a sudden when we make fun of Biden for one of his many gaffes that he has, it's, well, he's got a stutter. He's got a condition. Like, they're standing up for one president when another president who literally said anything that came to his mind, they were chastising him for as if, like— as if what he said, he really meant everything in the direct contents that he context that he said it. Whereas, like you're holding presidents to different standards, and the reason why is because your mainstream media's are owned by the extreme left, and they're yeah, they're trying to push their narrative right. all the time. Right, you know, they're trying to. I mean, the guy's a complete buffoon. Yeah, he can't. I, what irritates me most is that he holds the highest office in the history of mankind. Yeah. He should be held to the highest standard by everyone equally. Absolutely. And they don't even care that he is completely ruining this country and can't even complete a fucking sentence. Hold him to the exact same standards you held Trump for. If Trump said one word out of place in a sentence, it was in the news for a week. Yeah. Right? Got destroyed. This guy can't say one fucking word right in a sentence. And yeah. and the media just oh well it's because he's got a stutter well maybe if we've got somebody with that kind of mental issues going on maybe he shouldn't be maybe the he president. shouldn't be running our fucking country yeah let's just call it like it is yeah let's get him out of there and we'll get cackle britches in there and we'll see how <laughs> fucked up she can <laughs> be bridges. that's her name her yeah. name is fucking cackle britches when you ask her a tough question she cackles like an old hen and then just deflects whatever on to you yep. know what else is going on yep. The people that are leading this country right now are, are complete dipshits. And this this isn't necessarily like a pro-Trump, anti-Biden thing. No, Trump this, drove me crazy. This is a... Loved me some Trump, but the goddamn guy just, I yeah, mean... This is asking for a consistent level of accountability. Yeah. If we're going to chastise one guy for one word out of place in a sentence, and we're going to ignore the fact that another guy can't put a single word in place in a sentence... That's a fucking problem. Yeah. And anybody who can't recognize that, you're part of the problem, right? Yeah. If you can't see that the media is painting one guy to be great and another guy to be a villain, yeah. That's an issue. Yeah, and that's political distraction. One oh one. Yeah. You know, and mega political distraction. And, and political manipulation. Yeah. If, if the media is tr- is trying to hide things from you and show you other things, first off, I don't know if this would be a First Amendment issue or not. It would be like a reverse First Amendment issue. Like they're telling lies to get people to think something that's not true. Right. I mean, I don't know if there should be um, like some kind of weird... Russian in- collusion. Yeah. 
It's it's insanity. They beat that down the public's throat for years. Yeah. Literal years. They yeah. beat that down the public's throat. And now that it's been proven to not only be wrong. Ain't heard about it, have you? But to have been fabricated by the very party that was trying to create the issue. Uh, now all of a sudden you're not hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, don't hear shit, do you? Right? Nothing. So, not a freaking whisper. That... I mean, there are people that should definitely be in jail over that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not just in jail. They should be hung for treason, probably. Yeah. I I, I still got to learn a little bit more about the treason thing, because you see the word treason get thrown around a lot, and when it you... never, ever gets enforced. No. And so... Because, the, because the, the penalty for treason is only one thing, and it's death. And it's death, right. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, you hear a lot of people claim treason. But I just, I don't know enough about what it actually is. Treason is, in layman's terms, is when you put another country above your own country and sell secrets, basically, or, right. you know, try to mm, pull the rug out from your own government. You're going to make me pull out the DuckDuckGo machine here uh, and get out figure the Google it out. phone? No, not the Google. We don't Google stuff like this. We DuckDuckGo stuff like this. First off, I don't even know what the fuck DuckDuckGo is. I use the Google machine. That's so it. That's all I got. The Google machine is what's going to tailor all of your ads for the next few weeks. I don't so. care about the ads. The betrayal of allegiance towards one's own country, Didn't especially by committing hostile acts against or aiding in its enemies in committing such acts. I'd say that's hostile. It's on the edge. Yeah, it's so let it's me, close. Let's say this. If it's on the edge, which way does it go? You have to protect your own country first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. So, I mean, you know, we you talked doing? about that on a couple of shows before about the like Russian and Ukraine thing, and you know we were only seeing what the media wanted us to see about it. Now we're getting some other views from social media and everything else. Like the truth can reach us through other means um, if it's not suppressed. But you know, even with the limited intel we were getting, uh, the one thing I admire about both of those countries is they're putting country first yeah i mean 100 percent. like i still don't know enough to make a fair judgment to say like who's right or who's wrong in that whole issue however i could admire the fact that both of them are putting country first if it were the u.s over there we would be offering to give one of them a whole bunch of fucking money it, it, like we would go bomb them and then spend twice as much as it takes to rebuild their country after we bombed them as an apology. Like, yeah, because fifteen percent of our country would be mad about it. Right. So the hundred percent of the country's got to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Make a hundred percent of the pay, the country pay two hundred percent of the actual reconstruction costs yeah. because fifteen percent of the country's upset. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. I it's mean, the most upside down. It's backwards. Backwards, crazy bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely, absolutely. So all of this starts with the idea or the, the fake illusion of political correctness. And, I mean, political correctness is designed to keep you quiet about speaking truth or even speaking about stereotypes for the, the idea that it's better not to speak about them. It's designed to make you quiet. It's designed to keep your mouth shut during times where really the truth needs to come out. And so um, political correctness, uh, let's bring up some real-world examples of where this is a problem. If there is a city 
where 60%, now let's even go farther than that. If there's a city where 70% of the crimes are committed by a certain race, it's perfectly okay to say that this race commits 70% of the crimes, right? If the stats prove it, it's no longer a political correct thing. It's a fact. Yeah. And, and it's political, just what's happening. Right. Political correctness makes you pause before you mention somebody's race, especially if you're questioning or, or, or if you're going to talk about it in a bad light, especially if you're going to talk about it in a bad light, right? That's where political correctness comes yeah, in. Yeah, and that snuffs out the truth. Right, right. Uh, political correctness is also... Uh, making you pause when you talk about, like, salary differences between men and women, right? Because now you might get labeled as a, a sexist, right? Basically, if you're worried about being labeled anything that ends with ist, <laughs> ist. chances are ist. you're talking about a politically correct subject. And as long as you're talking about that, like, I love candid conversations. I love conversations where we can just talk about facts and we can learn about, okay, here's the facts, here's what leads into those facts, and what can we do to change those facts? Yeah. That's not, it's not a racist conversation. It's not a sexist conversation. It's a conversation that's merely about the facts. Yeah. And if we can't talk about that candidly and openly without being politically correct we're in some or, deep shit right exactly we're in some deep shit right so if i have an employee that works for my company that's underperforming the least thing i need to worry about is the race sex race or sex or or whatever of the protected classes that that person may be in the only thing i care about is that guy's performance towards our company and its customers and and if i allow myself to get distracted with political correctness that only brings me into an area where I'm worried about making the wrong move for fear of getting sued or for fear of getting, like, ramifications, right? Well, meanwhile, the company suffers, the rest of the team suffers, and the customer suffers because I'm allowing a guy who's performing poorly to stay on the team simply because he fits one of those – he or she fits one of those classes that might be – and you could be doing covered under one of those politically correct areas. You could right? be doing a disservice to them too. You're absolutely because like, yeah. say that person actually takes criticism well. Yeah, but you're so scared to be politically incorrect that yeah. you're like, I can't say anything. When in reality, maybe you could just pull them aside. It, you know, you're afraid of getting sued, so you don't pull them aside. But if you did pull them aside, they're completely open. And you find out later, oh, you know, I told them this, and now they're a rock star. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I owe it to the guy to be open and candid and yeah. honest with them, regardless of their yeah. race, color, sex, creed, religion, or anything but like that. But you're scared to death that you could be sued or right. be labeled as, you know, whatever. Right. And that goes to the point of, you know, everyone trying to be politically correct all the freaking time is just ruining society. Yeah. If, you know, I, if it, I want to create a company of high performers... Who am I doing the disservice to if I'm afraid to have that tough conversation with one of those protected classes, right? Yeah. Like, now all of a sudden, I'm actually doing them a disservice under the guise of political correctness. Yeah. Um, where you'll see this a lot is the extreme left loves to do this. Um, you can't bring up an obvious topic 
on some things without being called an ist. Oh, right? yeah. You know, um, George oh. Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd, right? Um, the guy was sky high on drugs. Yep. He was breaking the law at the moment, right? Now, I'm not saying he deserved anything he got, and I'm not saying the officer did not act out of line. Or that, first off, that officer needed to go to jail. Absolutely. And he's in jail. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not protecting the officer or standing up for the officer in any way, shape, or form. However, political correctness makes it difficult to even have the conversation of, hey, how could George have protected his interests in this case? Maybe he doesn't do drugs. How about maybe, maybe how about maybe he doesn't he commit is, the crimes? How about maybe he just not even any of that. Maybe he just doesn't resist arrest. Right. And he's alive today. Right. You know what I mean? Listen, I've done wrong things in my life and I've gone to jail. Mitch you know, has, Mitch I've has been, been standing there. next to you when you got arrested. Mitch has been there. So no, let, let me. You just keep <laughs> your fucking mouth shut. He's. I mean, I've been to jail, but you know what? When when the cops show up, you do what the fuck they say, right? Because they have the power, right? And guess what? It only takes two of them to smash your ass on the ground. Even listen, even if you're right in the situation. You don't want to get your face slammed into the fucking concrete. Right. So it's usually easy to just, for all of you that are listening, I'm raising my hands. Sometimes it's easy to just say, yes, sir. Right. And to put your pride aside for four fucking seconds so you don't either either get shot, slammed into the fucking ground, or, you know, right. oh, well, I'm being harassed. Look, I've been to parties, and the cops have showed up, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. Was I being harassed? No. No. I wasn't yeah. being fucking harassed. Yeah, simply because the cops show up does not mean you're being harassed. Exactly. Right. You know, and what you know this where this conversation is going is another example of that is the BLM protests. Oh yeah. You know, okay, so they're allowed they now listen, the BLM protests were white and black people in the protests, burning cities to the fucking ground. And when we say cities, uh, they were mostly mostly peaceful. Yeah, they were mostly peaceful. <laughs> Fiery but peaceful. Those people <laughs> were burning down Americans' businesses. People that they had these families had spent their entire lives making these businesses profitable and putting their heart and soul into them, and you were burning them to the fucking ground for no reason. Yeah. Okay? Now, if I go to a forum and say, that was wrong, BLM was wrong, they say I'm a racist. Yeah. I'm not a fucking racist. God, no, you're not. I'm saying you shouldn't be burning people's businesses to the fucking ground. Right. You and can't they, do that. And then at the same and none of those people get in trouble. And then there's the Capital Six riot and all these motherfuckers are being run through the ringer and they're going to jail for breaking a couple glass fucking doors yeah. while these other dipshits were causing billions of dollars worth of damage. But I'm a racist because I pointed out that, hey, if these people are doing this, shouldn't these people have gone to jail too? Right, right. And you'll notice a lot of the January 6th people I mean, are coming fuck? out of jail scot-free right now. They basically inconvenienced them for a long-ass time. Yeah. They took, you know, a little over a year of their life away. And they're coming... Like, one guy defended himself and got off with no charges. Yeah. Spent a little over a year in jail. And then they point two, one here, one there, and they're like, nope, you're going for, you know, whatever. Whatever, right? But 
but yeah, you're exactly right. It's not. It's a matter of not holding one accountable, whereas the other, we should be also holding accountable. And they'll use the loophole that, well, because they were at the Capitol and because of the issue that was going on on January 6th, it's actually a different crime than it is going to your local neighborhood, you know, downtown area and burning businesses to the ground. And then the one that chaps my ass the most is the people that use the excuse of, well, those businesses have insurance. Uh, not all of them. Well, not for one, not all of them. And for two, show me one insurance company out there that is perfectly okay with you going to businesses and torching them to the ground. Yeah. Like, show me one insurance company out there that loves to rebuild businesses after a riot fire. Well, let's talk about this. First off, insurance is the biggest scam in American history. It one. is. Two... Um, Mitch's parents sell insurance. Yep. Three, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wanted to bring insurance up. No, um, insurance, those are businesses also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, insurance companies are that businesses That have to sacrifice. Well. Right. Okay, and it, even if insurance covers it, like I had my truck stolen, it's a fight to the death to get them to fucking pay for anything. Yeah. Okay? And for their personal items, that if they had them at that business, maybe they don't get those back. Maybe right. they can't even put the business back together and get it to where it was before. Right. Okay. Maybe and, the maybe the business was one of six units in an entire building that got burned to the ground. Yeah. And so that business only ha- he insured one sixth of the building, and his policy ain't enough to restore that building. Obviously. Yeah. So now he's got to go set up shop somewhere else. And, and could, meanwhile, yeah. he's losing profits, daily profits, for every day that business isn't in. In business. Yeah. And I mean, so, you know, people that say, oh, well, that was just one business and that was the capital. Well, guess what? The capital, they got money. to. I'd rather see my money go to rebuild that than give $40 million to Ukraine. Well, it rebuilt it and put a big-ass razor-sharp barbed wire wall around it. Yeah, or or maybe send $38 million to Ukraine and spend $2 million on redoing the capital. Oh, you don't want to deprive those people in Ukraine. You know what? <laughs> I, we got problems here too yeah. that we need to be spending our we money. We got we got Did plenty of see, problems here. This is totally sidebar. Did you see that Congress passed a deal where all of those motherfuckers get free Peloton in their house? No, it costs us. That up. It costs us one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month so that people in Congress can have fucking Peloton. I'll in have their to homes. look it up. Is that fucking unbelievable or what? Yeah, one hundred and thirty grand. We can't put fucking baby formula on the shelves. Because right. of government red tape, right. but these motherfuckers can. I got to buy my own damn Peloton if I want one. Yeah, right. no shit. Oh, it fucking ma- dude! It makes me so well, mad. These they're all. You know what they are? When you have an eight thousand dollar freezer with ten thousand dollars in ice cream in it, you probably need a Peloton. Just <laughs> Miss Pelosi. Yeah, fuck right. that cunt. That was that was one of the most atrocious Ugh. things ever when the pandemic was going on. You know. Oh yeah. Nobody's allowed to go to work and she's bragging about her ten thousand yeah. dollars in ice cream. Yeah, and her she opens up that sub zero freezer and yeah. you're just like Yeah. Okay. So. Politicians, crookeder in hell. Right. Every one of them. What I don't understand is you know, the media is run by a handful of people, the main mm-hmm. media groups, right? Yep. But the people that work there are Low-level people. Yeah. Not necessarily low-level, but average Americans for the most part. Maybe upper-average Americans. When do they pull their head out of their ass and say, 
you know what? We're going to show this instead. We're going to show this. We're going to do this and well, show they the might truth. Lose their job. You know what? Find another fucking job. Exactly. I can tell you right now, if I was in that position, I would do every snaky, sidey, schemey little fucking thing I could do to get truth out there. Yeah. No matter what the fuck the truth was. Well, I mean, we're seeing it right now. We've got local political people here in the Kansas City area that are walking away, away from their media jobs to take up a political position. Yeah. Um, there, there's one here, a very prominent news anchor person that has walked away from that position. Mr. Mark Alford. To, to pursue a seat in Congress, yeah. right? And, um, you know, Mike Thompson from the same weather, from the same, uh, was it Fox? Yeah, he was on Fox mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. He retired and he's a congressman uh, on the Kansas side. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, your media people see it. There are some that are totally blind to it. There are others that see it very, very transparently. I'm friends with somebody who uh, they walked away from the media because they just could not stand it. They couldn't they were, stomach it anymore. I mean, they they were having to read the teleprompter and be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually even having to say these words." Yeah, and and it's like, I could never do it. Yeah, we I are, could never do it. We're we're not giving people the news. We're telling people how to interpret the news. Yeah, and that's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, and if you can do that with a straight face, you're psychotic. Yeah, you, something's you, fucking wrong with you. You're you're a special level of person that can put up with that. Every yeah, day. not put up with it, but the fact that you're okay with manipulating people and lying to people. Yeah, you're fucked up too. Yeah, even if you know deep down it's wrong, and you're like, no, I believe this, but then. That's that might even be worse. If you if deep down you know it's wrong and you actually believe this, but then you can actually say this and right. convince other people of it. I mean, that's that's a special kind of psychotic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a problem. The It's a real problem. All of this starts with the illusion of political correctness. It all starts with the idea that some things are okay to talk about and some things aren't. And then they spin from that the ability to now make you feel shameful about talking about certain subjects simply because it might involve race or it might involve sex. And if, if it does, those are just facts of the situation, right? Um, if a man walks into a shopping mall and guns down 10 people, it doesn't matter what skin color the shooter was, and it doesn't matter what skin color the victims were. It is a shooter. And it's a tragedy. And it's a victim, and it's a tragedy. And it doesn't matter. And the shooter is a sick-minded individual, and the victims are helpless victims or possible attempted heroes. Maybe they were trying to stop it, and they got caught in the crossfire or whatever the case may be, and that's all the farther it needs to go. We don't need the media injecting race or sex into any of that. Yeah, and before people think, oh, well, he's, you know, if it's if it's someone in a car that runs into a Christmas parade, it doesn't matter the skin color of the person. Right. Or it doesn't matter the skin color of the victims. It's still a tragedy. It is And it's still... the exact same thing you just said. Yeah. And you, no one in either one of those situations should take that and politically spin it to hold power over people that they lead. Right. And that is what's fucking happening in our country on a daily basis. And even it, it, so 
in some of those cases where it's racially motivated, right? That's still... That doesn't mean that Mitch is a racist because a white guy killed a bunch of black people. Right. So so you can't just say that white-on-black crime is a horrible thing. Right. Right. It's a sick individual that committed a very sick act against helpless victims. I misspoke there. White-on-black crime is a horrible thing. I meant to say... It's not any more horrible than black on white crime or black on black crime or, or white Mexican on, white on crime. Mexican crime or, right. you know, Asian on. It doesn't fucking matter. It's yeah. still crime and it's still awful no matter what it is. Yeah. But you cannot take those situations and pull on people's heartstrings to try to get them to believe what you want them to believe or to control them in the way you want to control them. Right. So that you can get what you want. Yeah. We all start out really pure. We all start out with the ability to love somebody for who they are rather than what they look like or how they dress or the color of their skin or whether they're man or woman or anything, right? Uh, A prime example of this is um, when my oldest son was in kindergarten. Um, It was early in the school year. They had a deal where, like, your parents could come to lunch with you or whatever. And so my wife goes to lunch with him. And, um, he, uh, he's sitting at the table and my wife's asking like, who are your friends? And, and he's, you know, saying, well, it's, it's Billy and Tommy. And, you know, I'm just making these names up cause I can't remember their names. And, and my wife knew a couple of them, but there was one she didn't know. And, and she said, oh, who's, who's this guy? And, and he says, oh, he's sitting down there at the end of the table. Well, which one is he? Oh, well, he's the guy with the brown hair. Well, there's like three kids with brown hair. And, and my wife's like, well, there's three with brown hair. And he goes, oh, well, he's the one in the blue shirt. Well, there's two in a blue shirt. And then finally he goes, oh, he's the one on the very end of the table. And, and he's the only black kid at the table. He didn't say black kid. It was the easiest way to, yeah. to differentiate him from anybody else at the table. because they don't know, man. They don't know it. They don't see it at all, right? Yeah. Children, and this isn't like me patting myself on the back for how I've raised my kids. This is children in general. Yeah, they don't know. They don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. Right? They have no idea. It's taught. And yeah. it's taught in the schools. Yeah. It's taught from bad parenting. And it's taught in the media. The moment the media says... A white man shot a black man, or a black man shot a white man, or a black man raped a white woman. It doesn't, yeah. It shouldn't the matter they the assign, skin color of exactly. any of that. The moment they assign a race to any of it is the moment we've taken a horrible turn in the wrong direction. Yeah. Because Morgan Freeman, I love his stance on this. He's got a very clear stance on how do you end racism. Yeah, he's really good. Stop talking about it. Yeah. It's no longer a white man or a black man, it is a man. Yeah. It is no longer a white woman or a black woman. It is a woman. He's an extremely enlightened individual. Yeah. Yeah. He's very got... well spoken. And and when you and when people ask him specifics about things, he has answers. Yeah. He's yeah. But good luck going to your local news station and getting them to remove race from the teleprompter. Oh yeah, they ain't gonna do that. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. And that's the whole problem. They're trying that so race would largely disappear. If they simply removed colors from the teleprompter, if they removed the color of a person's skin from the media teleprompter, racism would 98% of the way disappear. You'll never, ever eliminate racism. There are sick individuals out there 
who have sick brains and sick thoughts and unhealthy fascinations, and they do very sick things. Yeah. Those are outliers. You will never stop that. You will never, ever put a halt to those random and few individuals. That does not mean we need to be making policy and presidential decisions over those outliers. For the for the yeah. same reason you mentioned, well said. The, I mean, um, the that was it Wisconsin on the Christmas parade. Yeah, after you said that, yeah, right. yeah, the guy was black. So Mitch, you know, brought up the Buffalo shooting. Okay, so a crazy white person, a fucking nut job, went into a supermarket and killed black people, and I think three white people, or was it one white person and some. Uh, I can't remember, but it was mostly, and and he has a manifesto that says he's a racist. Right. Okay, he's a racist. He's a sick individual with sick fascinations. Yes. And there is no, like, you just have to remove that person from society. Yeah. You don't model society around that person. You don't shape every other good operating individual yeah. to that person's sick decisions. Yeah. You simply remove that person yeah. from and society. Yeah, and I believe, I'm a stiff believer in the death penalty. Yeah. And I don't understand what this whole, if you kill someone, it takes $110,000 and we got to do this and we got to, no, you don't. Do old school. Take the motherfucker out back and just shoot him. Yeah. Okay? There are people that deserve that, and that guy deserves that. Absolutely. Okay. He he's, killed those innocent people. He deserves to be shot and killed. He filmed himself doing it. Yeah. He's like, it's he not should be even shot like, killed. oh, well, we need to get proof. No, he fucking live streamed the thing. Yeah. And, and the guy, so last year in, I wrote it down because I couldn't remember. Was it Wisconsin? I think it's what you said earlier. Uh, I wrote it down. Yeah, Wisconsin. Um, a black guy got in his car during a Christmas parade with children around. Drove into people, kill. I think he killed six, wounded however many other ones. Well, Mr. Biden didn't go up there and right. tell those family members that he was sorry. Right. You know, because that didn't fit their narrative. Right. Well, guess what? That motherfucker should be taken out back and shot, too. Yeah. Okay, but for some reason, we have this, uh, this sick, disgusting we, way to view things where we have to pull it in and twist it and, and make it fit our narrative. And these people should be forgiven. And he's this way because we live in a horrible society. And no, that's not, no, that's not how you correct our problems. Yeah. That's not how you do it. Yeah. Stereotypes are based off of real life experiences and, and for the large part statistics, right? Um, uh, if if we were to go look at the NFL and we were to put statistics to the NFL, right? Now, I'm going to contradict what I was just talking about, about removing race from conversation, but to, to just use the left's logic against them. If we were to put statistics to the NFL and we were to identify the percentage of white NFL players versus black NFL players, I'm fairly confident that we would learn that a majority of the NFL players are black. Yeah, and it's okay. And so (laughs) we could make some stereotypical uh, uh, judgments off of that. We could make some statistically based assessments off of that that would not make any of those a racist comment, right? 
it's you're talking candidly, you're talking factually based, you're talking the fact that one race in that particular field, one race might be superior to another when it comes to that style of athletics. Yeah. And right? it's and it's and it's the black man. And it's perfectly okay. Yeah. It's, Listen, I, I understand that black guys are better athletes than us white guys. It's okay. I'm all right with it. Right. It's just a fact. Right. You know it, what I mean? I can't dunk a is what it is. I can't dunk a basketball. Well, okay. Because you're five foot two. I'm five ten. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be five eleven. I'm forty now. I think I've shrunk an inch. I don't know how that's hot. But you know what? When someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, you're white. You can't dunk." Yeah, you're right, dude. I can't. Right. I can play golf like a motherfucker, but no, I can't. I can't dunk. It's okay. Right. You know what I mean? I don't. And that I don't take it super personal and get all mad about it. You know, look, um, so my uncle, his wife, my aunt is Chinese. Right. Okay. And their daughter is, I mean, one of the smartest young ladies I've ever met in my life. Yeah. She can sing. She can play piano. She can, guess what? She's probably smarter than me and she's Asian. Yeah. Guess what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. That's just how life is. Yeah. All right, I don't have to get all mad because someone said the Asian person is smarter than me. Yeah, it's probably true. It yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not a it's not a politically correct issue if it's true. Yeah, it's not. It's a, okay. It's not a politically correct issue if it's stereotypically true either. Like stereotypes in comedy go hand in hand. I mean, I can remember as as recently as ten years ago, comedians had some banger banger bits about stereotypes comedians would just i mean chris rock what was the what was oh the what was that lady's name um lisa lampanelli yeah her entire comedy routine was all race she made fun of uh asian people latino people black people white people yeah. she made fun of all of us equally yeah now she can't do that well she can I mean, she can, but she'd be canceled immediately. Right. And won't, you know, has she done any stand up lately? No. No. Probably not in the last three years. Right. And she was hilarious. And, and that's because we as a society have allowed our guard to get let down on this whole politically correct bullshit. Yeah. I mean, remember the Kings of Comedy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many racial jokes oh, were man. in the Kings of Comedy tour? Yeah. Right? Like, that was. I mean, there were a ton. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, oh, you can't we couldn't s- even do that. You can't say that. Right? Richard Pryor, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, he'd be killed. Yeah. He'd be killed. They just I mean, and that's the deal with like with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. All those people trying to cancel him over I mean they're trying to cancel him be I And and if you haven't figured out too, nobody gets canceled. Like no, the, the media shuts you down for a while. The media but shuts you down for a while. everyone that wants to get you back or wants to see your everything, they will go through whatever channels they got to go through to get there. Yeah. You you take uh, Morgan Wallen. You know? I have no idea who that is. You don't... Oh, he's a country singer. He got, he got oh, okay. filmed yes, on social media. Yes, I do. Okay. Like, yeah, so, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was his name. I know yeah, who you're talking about. He, he said the N-word. He was drunk. And I'm not saying this is an excuse. He was drunk and he said the N-word... And he got a, a like really. Like, oh yeah, there was a whole yeah, bunch of shade about it, right? Got crushed. He's stronger now than he ever was before because his true following realizes that hey, I'm not perfect. I'm going to allow the guy to make a mistake. We all make mistakes, right? 
We right. all there is no such thing as a perfect person. I think about eighty million people made a mistake here about six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. a year and a half ago. But. Yeah, year and a half ago. <laughs> we still have. How about this? Fuck up your whole day. We still have two and a half years left of this fucking psychotic nut job yeah. who can't tie his own shoes or read a teleprompter. But to, he can lick an ice cream cone better than you. To make our economic decisions. Let me ask you just a general question. If Trump was president right now, how great would the economy be? That's a tough one. No, it's not a tough one. It's well, no, it's it's not tough to answer. It's tough to recognize. It's tough to swallow. Yeah. Right? Uh here's here's one that's even farther than like our economy is pretty obvious. Yeah. If Trump was still president, they where were would talking our economy about- at? If Trump was still president, do you think Russia and Ukraine would be duking it out? No, they wouldn't be. Right. They wouldn't be, because they knew that Trump would be like, we'll just send everything we fucking got, and we'll see what happens. Right. Right. That's exactly what would happen. And you know what? I, we talk about this a lot on the show, and people probably know. I think I like to read a lot about finance. So before the election, and not really before, but even after the election in the first three or four months when we were really coming out of COVID, mm-hmm. there were all these economic factors that uh, these guys way smarter than me um, study that that said, okay, the economy is literally ready to explode because it was on a, an extreme uptick mm-hmm. before COVID. Then it took a V recovery and was literally on the same track. And this son of a bitch just came out and was like, up, oh, no more energy independence. Yep. Boom. Yep. All, that's all it that's literally the one the first straw is all it took for that to be on an uptick to be a flat tick. Yep. And when you're on a flat tick and you're not growing, you're dying. And that's I mean again, another problem with our mainstream media. If the economy went flat for a moment and quit in, improving, that was Trump's fault. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be- because flat is a downturn yeah, from improvement, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden, that was Trump's fault. Well, here the economy takes a dive, and what do they do? They play the classic line of, oh, that's still Trump's fault. And Putin's hadn't been fault. In office, hadn't Trump. been in office for a year and a half. Well, it's Trump and Putin's they, fault. They bring in Putin whenever they can't blame Trump. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They'll blame, do anything. Blame, blame, blame. They'll blame, do anything blame, but blame. blame Biden. Meanwhile, when Trump was in office, like literally like okay so Biden's in office for a year and a half now and uh they're still able to blame stuff from a year and a half like he's been in office for a year and a half and they're still able to blame shortcomings on Trump yeah right even though he repealed all of his shit right like day 1 out of the fucking gates right yeah it's still Trump's fault but what the what when Trump was in office what? because the media hated him so much literally day 1 like day actual one he hasn't had a moment to do anything yet and the moment something happens well this is part of the trump economy this is part of the trump america yeah like they're holding him accountable for literally everything yeah you know the the prior president could have mailed a letter that got postmarked the day trump took office or the day before Trump took office. And if that letter contained anything bad in it, that Trump was blamed for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was literally no overlap. Yeah. But here, we're still going to blame Trump a year and a half later. You know what I can't decide <clears throat> is why... I mean, 
why did he take so much flack? What? Oh, he could. I mean, he, he. No, 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 no. I mean, why were was everyone on him so heavy? Well, is when it because you... they just they didn't air quote unquote like him? I first yeah. off, for the record, every president that's ever been president since like 1980 and forward, they were all worthless pieces of shit. So compared to the rest of Americans, okay. Part of this is party alliance and echo chamber phenomenon. So. Uh, I deal with this like a lot of times in my own circle of friends and everything else. You get some people, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very centered, but I tend to go right. Okay. You get some people that are hard, right. And if I go to call them out on stuff and be like, uh, I'm not, I'm not roasting their ass or anything. I'm just like, uh, hold on. I take a little pause with that for a second because you get your ass ate. Well, not not necessarily get my <laughs> not ass ate. Not a good but, way, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 stay off that topic. Uh, but but you'll see them be very very. Um, uh, they'll put a lot of friction in that conversation. People don't like being told they're incorrect. People don't like being told. There's room for improvement. People don't like being told you're doing it wrong and you know that and you should do better. Yeah. That's a very uncomfortable conversation to have. Trump was very okay with having that conversation with anybody. Didn't bother him at all. And and so when he flamed up the media from the get-go, yeah. fake news this, fake news that, right? Yeah. He wasn't wrong. No, he was telling he was, the truth. He was calling him out on a lot of bullshit. However... All it did was infuriate the media. And so it put them, like, if you want to win an election, you have to win the media. Well, that's why he didn't win the re-election, is because he spent a lot of his campaign torching the media. And they honestly needed torched. Yeah. They were distorting the facts. They were, they were, you know, showing the small little piece that showed their agenda rather than the big little piece that showed what's actually happening. Yeah, and that's all Trump ever wanted from them was honesty and accountability, and they weren't doing it. Yeah. Well, the moment you lose the media, you're gonna lose the election. Yeah, I will say that. And if that's if Biden's not physical proof of that, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. the guy can barely lick an ice cream cone without shitting himself, and he's yeah. now running this country. Yeah. Well, he. I can't decide if he's running it or not. I don't. I don't know well, if other people are running it. I don't know if he's it, just a puppet. I, is he actually doing it? And it's a shit show because I can't. Right. I can't decide. No matter what the is actually happening, it's a train wreck. Yeah, it's a freaking train wreck, right. and people see it. You know. So even if if there is one uh, one good thing to come out of it is that people's eyes <clears throat> have been opened partially to the media's influence. And I think some people, maybe 15, 20% of the population, have realized I have to find the facts on my own. You know, whether it be another social, another media platform, whether it be I do some research on my own. Right. You know, not everybody. Let's be honest. The people that are way on the right and the people that are way on the left don't care. But the people that whose votes can swing from one way or the other have realized, oh, maybe I ought to do a little research on my own and find out the truth. I hope you're right. I hope I am too. I, I, I don't know if I have enough faith in the American people. I, I think, so where I think that honestly lands is 
you've got people that are centered that have the ability to see both sides but still voted for Trump. They feel that way very much so because they were already in a position to see both sides beforehand. And now it seems painfully obvious that you should be able to see both sides very clearly. However, you've still got a large amount of the population that is far right, and you've still got a large amount of the population that is far left that has those fucking blinders on, and you'll never, ever change their minds. Yeah, You've got people that are going to vote R down the entire ticket. You've got people that are going to vote D down the entire ticket, and there is nothing you can do to change that. Yeah, I'm talking about, so I know two people specifically that are veterans Mm -hmm. that voted for Biden simply because they were sick of Trump. Mean tweets? I don't know. But then when I ask them, like, dude, seriously, I mean, when you say you're tired of him, and you're, you know, you're this and you're that and you're whatever. I mean, what do you mean you're tired of him? Right. You're tired of the country being great? You're tired of the economy being great? And we've talked about this on other episodes. Are you telling me that you can't emotionally check yourself out of the way you feel about someone versus the job that they're doing? Right. This gets to business, too. Oh, you yeah. Know, we try to tie this stuff back to business. If you have an employee that literally you can't stand what they say or what their viewpoint is or anything. But when they go to a customer's house, they're a rock star employee and they do every job and don't have callbacks and aren't making you tons of money. If you can't seriously just be like, you know what? I need to figure out a way to deal with this. Your business ain't going to make it because you, when you get big and you have, say you have 10 employees, you're going to have two of those at some time, at some point. Or you may have three. Yeah. You may have none. You may have one. But you have to be able to seriously think, okay, I've got to step out from my emotions here and make the right business decision. Yeah. And people did not make that call when they voted for Captain Dipshit and Cackle Britches right. because they just, I mean, they didn't like the guy. Who cares? I didn't. You know what? I don't like the guy either. He's yeah. an arrogant asshole. But when I look at my 401k and I look at the gas price... And I look at what's going on in the country as a whole, I can think, you know what? This guy's doing some right shit. He's a whistleblower. He's calling out the IRS. Mm -hmm. He's calling out congressmen. He's calling out senators. He's He's, calling out other countries. He's trying to right the ship. And you guys want, he's trying to turn left and you guys are trying to turn right. What what the fuck are you guys doing? Right. It's it's unbelievable. That just goes to show you how corrupt the government is as a whole. Because there are people in the government that are right, Republicans in the government, that wanted Trump gone. Because he is so good at calling out the bullshit. He was a whistleblower. Right, right. So you've got got career politicians that are Republicans that are just as bad as the Democrats. Oh, yeah. That are like, oh, I don't want this guy in here. Like, yeah, he's going to point out what the fuck's going on, and we're yeah. going to we're going to lose our gravy train here. Yeah, yeah. And so they didn't and, stick up for him, and that was part of the problem too, is that they weren't, you know, lots of people weren't sticking up for him because they were like, eh, he might ruin this for everybody. Right. And by everybody, I mean all us freeloaders. All the pol- yeah, the freeloading yeah. politicians. They got yeah. free health care for life. They get a and peloton. Free pelotons now. Free pelotons in their living room. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Free secret. Sorry, it's dude. 
I mean, I don't know what has to happen for people to finally say something needs to be done. It starts with midterm elections coming up this fall. Oh, I guarantee. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't get the right seats two years from now if you don't have the right seats this fall. Yeah. So you've got to do a lot of deep diving and figuring out who exactly you want in the mid, not, not who the media tells you you want. Yeah. You've got to put in, like, this is your American duty, is you've got to do the research yourself, and you've got to make the decisions for yourself, and don't research off Google. Or Facebook. Right. Or ask your buddies. Right. Or watch TV. You know what? Actually, you, you know, go to a non-biased source like DuckDuckGo or something else that is not going to filter the results they're giving you, and you do your research that way. You know, you can actually go on the government website and see which way people voted on all different bills. Oh, yeah. And you can actually look and see, okay, this is what's the truth. Yep. And then make a clear decision. Well, you've got a lot of privateers that are running in this midterm elections. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got a lot of private individuals that had their businesses wrecked by COVID that are now all of a sudden getting into the political realm. Yeah. And and this is how, like, this is the American way. This isn't somebody who wants to be a career politician. This is somebody who saw firsthand the negative effects of bad politics. And yeah. they're going to go into politics strictly to change it. This is what our founding fathers did. They didn't want to be politicians. They went in there to do their duty to the country. Yeah, they were like, we have got to do something, and right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part. It's just like, you know, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but like in our area, um, like one of the uh, school districts had two people up for re-election and yeah. a city council member. They all got switched out. You know yeah. why? Because it was a shit show in there. Yeah. And people are finally, and think, you know what, if COVID did one good thing, you know, it was opening people's eyes to what's actually going on with the education system, yep. you know, in their area. And they were like, oh, oh, man. Oh, all right. This isn't what we want. I don't right. want my kids to learn this. I don't yeah. want the teachers' unions to be manipulating what's going on. Yeah. And literally, like, I'm serious. I So in November, you had, I think it was December 1st, you had to go up there and say, hey, you know, I, I want to put in for to run. Right. And then the election was like in April, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went up there. Yeah. I was thinking about doing it. And there were had been like 10 people come up there. Yeah. I was like, oh. We're good. I'm good. Yeah. You know, and yep. then, uh, you know, you get to looking around and doing a little research and realize, you know what? I'm not the only one that thinks it's a bunch of bullshit. And yeah. those people that, uh, the three people that they wanted out, they're out. Yep. You know, and they, they talk about it all the time on local radio. Um, you know, politics starts at the local level. Yeah. And if you can control the local level, then you can move to the next level. Yeah. And it's so true. We, we've talked about it on this show. You can't affect change nationally until you can affect change locally. You can't affect change locally until you can affect change in your own neighborhood. Or your own home. Or your home. own home. Yeah. Right? So... Don't think that you're going to have that big of a decision-making ability or that big of a change in the direction of things nationally if you don't have your house in order, if you don't have your relationship with your spouse in order, or if you don't have your relationship with your kids in order. So fix that first, and you're going to see dramatically better impacts from that than whoever is in office, right? Um, But... Once you have that scored away, then move one circle outward and look at your neighborhood and look at your your city council, 
right? Yeah. And once you have that squared away, then you can move on to the state side of things. Yeah. And or and, a county level if you want to, you right. know, anybody can run for county office. Right. If you live in that county. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of jack to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean politics has a bigger effect locally than it does nationally. And we allow ourselves to get distracted a whole lot by the president when I mean, we're seeing it now. We're seeing all of the areas where the president can have a big effect on us. However, our ability to change who that person is, is, you know, one out of 80 million, right? Yeah. So that, that gets a little bit different. Um, and, and although there might be higher fuel prices and there might be a, I'm not even convinced there's that big of a shortage on baby formula, um, or the, maybe not, um, the, uh, the, the perception is there, right? Um, but every time I've gone to the store, it's been on the shelves. Uh, every time I've, I mean, hell, I've seen photos where it's not only on the shelves, but it's on sale. So I think the whole formula shortage thing is just a talking point by the media to distract you into thinking that, oh, here's another area where Biden's royally fucking up. And I'm not so sure that, I mean, I, I think they're just hot buttoning on a topic like We've had we've had shortages in plumbing supplies that were a lot more drastic than this baby formula thing. It's just plumbing supplies affect your plumbing and not babies. Yeah, I can and pee outside. Not, not single mothers, right? And yeah. so they they're really hot buttoning this one because it can trigger a lot of people. Yeah. And who doesn't have sympathy for single moms with babies, right? So um, you can. You can see the effects of the president. However, there's not a lot you're going to be able to do to change it. However, your local city council has a lot more to do with your property values and has a lot more to do with your tax rates, right? And you're paying those local city tax rates every day. Yeah. So you're talking 9% on some sales. If, if, if they've, like over at uh, I-70 and Adams Dairy, yep. there's that. <clears throat> so where all those shopping is, yeah. there's a whole sales tax there that's extra yep. just for if you shop there. Just in that complex. And it puts it at like 10%. Yeah. Because the city said, yeah, you can do that, but if we're going to do it, it's going to be this. Yeah. And yeah. Pe- they were like, yeah, okay. And literally, I mean, if you don't like that kind of stuff, try, to, it. try to get on city council. Yeah. You'll yeah. have a say. You'll have a say. You'll get to fix it, right? Yeah. There's no shortage of people that are willing to bitch about what the government does, but there is a shortage of people that are willing to put their money where their mouth is and go fix it. Yeah, and it's, listen, it's not easy. Nope. Like, as a person who has a job, okay, Okay. so we'll just use Mitch as an example. He's running a business and working for the business and doing this podcast, which, by the way, I've said a hundred times, we make no money on this. Right. So he's doing all of these things for him to then decide i want to be on the city council he has to sacrifice something right what's it going to be we talk about this all the time yep. it's a sacrifice that's why a lot of the times people that are on those councils don't have a touch with reality because they are either uh silver spoon people who have had money their whole lives from their family right. don't have a job uh, retired people that I'm not saying because they're retired, but maybe they've lost touch. Yep. Or um, uh, trust fund kids that don't have nothing to do, and they're on there. Yep. Look, and it only takes one 
say it's 50-50 on that council, but it only takes one jackass to screw it up every time. Yeah. That's all that's all you need. Yeah. And and for now, and it's a sacrifice. I don't, I don't have the time to put into the city council like I would like to. When right? I retire, I'm on it. I might yeah, I might be there. Um, but for I'm now, there. I just stay very closely involved with those who are on the city council. Talk to them. And and I get, you know, I don't want to say privy information, but it's the information that anybody could get if they were asking the right questions at the right time. And it's and it's the duty of as a citizen to the the city to to go in and say, "Hey, what's going on with this land over here so I can learn about how is it going to affect my property values? How is it going to affect my taxes?" You know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm an informed voter. And and that alone carries so much more weight than just sitting back and voting for whoever had the prettiest sign or whoever had the biggest sign yeah. or whoever had the most signs. I was going to say the most. Right? You know, oh, yeah. I, I saw it's when, crazy to think people, that half the people think voting is a popularity contest. Well, when when you go to the ballot, if you're not informed, if you don't look, I'm a dipshit. I make a little list. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. because I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget. Yeah. So look, I'm. It may make me look stupid. I don't care. Nope. I got my little sheet, and I know who I'm voting for. Yeah. Because I've done research on those people, and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. People don't do that. No. They go in there. And then they they're, see they're the names. They're picking circuit court judges by who the, who they like their name the best. Yeah. Oh, I like Smith. I my last name's Smith. I'm gonna vote for this yeah. guy. Well, they go in there and they're like, okay, I don't remember this, or I don't say they want to be semi informed. I don't remember this. I don't remember this. Eh. Oh, this is familiar. Well, it may be familiar because there was literally 75 signs that they saw on their way to vote. Yep. I mean, that is not that is not the American way. Right. You need to be personally responsible. We talk about personal responsibility on this show all the time. Yeah. You need to be personally responsible and know who you're voting for. Yeah. You know what? And and they say, well, if you don't vote, you don't, you voiced your vote. If you're not going to look it up, don't vote. Yeah. Don't make me wait in line another 20 minutes because you're a dipshit. You know what's worse than wasting it? Is voting for somebody you don't want in Casting there. an uneducated vote. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden, not you didn't waste it. You actually worked in the wrong direction that way. Yeah. So... It's better to waste the vote than to cast an uneducated. Yeah, vote. if you're not gonna, if if you're just gonna look at your phone and be like, oh well, social media, all my friends are voting for this, and you're gonna go vote on that, don't vote. Right. You know, people won't say that. Don't vote. Yeah. Okay. If you're just gonna vote just just to pick a name, like it's a freaking flip of a coin, then don't vote. Yeah. Because you're an idiot. Yep. And you're yeah. wasting everybody's time. Oh, it makes me mad. Yeah. Fucking idiots, man. We we could do a whole show on just that. Yeah, we're already over an hour. Yeah. Wrap it up, Mitch. Damn well, it's, it. Uh, <laughs> I lost track time, of time. Time got away from us on this one, fellas. So, um, yeah, that, we're going to let that wrap up our show on um, political correctness or unpolitically incorrect correctness. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, if, uh, if you liked today's show, if you, uh, if you saw a purpose in today's show, um, please do us a favor and do a couple of things. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Ooh, Give us a thumbs up or a five-star <laughs> review on whatever platform you're listening on. 
Um, but then also do us a favor and help share this show with somebody else who you think might need it. Um, you can find us on Facebook at, at podcast, the void. Um, and then also you can tag the void in anybody's posts who is making questions about business topics. So until next time, guys, we will catch up with you later. Love you guys. See ya.